Welcome back to the More Than a Mother podcast. This is your host, LaVon Moses, the success strategist that is helping you streamline your systems in business and in life so that you can create and live out your own unique life story. My guest today is Sharice Holden, who is the founder and president of She Rises, Inc. She is a native of Prince George's County, Maryland, and a former teenage mother. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration from the University of Maryland. She also possesses a Master of Science in Project Management, as well as a Master of Business Administration. In her professional career as a Certified Project Management Professional, also known as PMP, she manages multi-million dollar projects for the federal government. No stranger to philanthropy, Sharice has spent her life serving others. Using her areas of expertise in project management, college preparation, and career development, she has inspired, mentored, and coached young moms and women to rise up. Sharice talks with us today about her life journey, her experience being a teenage mother, and how she chose to rise up, overcome her circumstances, and become the person she is today. Being a good mom was showing up for her and doing everything I do to lay a solid foundation and also be a role model to her versus saying that a celebrity needs to be her role model. She saw her mom work hard and putting in the work to give her the best life possible. Hey mamas, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast where we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mother at the same time. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am helping you find the freedom to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the More Than a Mother show. This is your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am back with another great episode for you. We are currently in a series where I have some phenomenal mothers that are coming on and joining us and telling their stories and sharing their stories with us. Today, I have for you a special guest by the name of Sharice, and I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself and what she does. Hi, Sharice. Hi, Lamon. How are you? I'm good. How so, are you? My name is Sharice Holden. I'm great. Thank you. So I am the founder and president of She Rises. We are a nonprofit organization located in Washington, D.C. We are dedicated to helping reach, inspire, strengthen, and empower teen mothers and pregnant teens within our communities. That is awesome. That is such a great initiative to have. And I can't wait to hear more about it as we go more into this interview. But before we get there... As you know, at More Than a Mother, we believe that you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. And a lot of times we fall into these traps where we just see how people present themselves as they are today. And we don't realize the story that lies behind everything or everything that's happened to get them to the point that they are at today. So I believe in going backwards to get to the present, to get to the now. So... 
everyone has a story to tell. No one wakes up and they are suddenly the person that they are today. So if you don't mind sharing with us, what is that defining, that aha moment that happened in your life that led you on the path that you are on today? 19 years ago, I found myself um, a senior as a senior in high school, and I found out that I was pregnant. Um, I was terrified, completely terrified to tell my mom that I was pregnant in fear that she would kill me, that I would not exist anymore. But I my pregnancy for months without my mom finding out, and I finally bit the bullet and, you know, we talked about it. Um, we came up with a plan that we felt the best option for me was to be able to uh, give the baby up adoption, and I was okay with that. Um, we then started seeking out a fanny that we felt would be the perfect fit for the baby, um, developed a relationship with those people, and then one day I went into labor. Imagine that. Um, the chosen adopted fanny was actually in the birth room, the birthing suite with me. They actually held my hand as I was giving birth, um, and I had a beautiful daughter, um, and then things started to change a little bit. After I held her, um, I started getting all the touchy-feely, and that's when my mom said, hey, um, I think you should keep the baby. <clears throat> And I said, well, I, I don't think that I can do this. Um, the dad was not in the picture, did not want to be in the picture. And I had already knew the struggle that my mom had experienced. She was also a teen mother. She had me when she was 16 years, 16 years old. And so I didn't want that for my life. I, you know, I was a senior in high school. I was getting ready for college and all the amazing, wonderful things that were about to take place in my life. And a baby just didn't fit into that. Mm -hmm. But after a little more persuasion, mom, um, with my mother, I decided to keep the baby. And of course, uh, the family that we had uh, chosen for the adoption, they were completely devastated completely devastated um, to my understanding that the mother or the potential mother, she could not have children. So this was like her, like one of her big chances of actually having the dream fulfilled of being a mom. So I felt some guilt uh, in regards to that as well. But my mom promised me that she would be there to support me, that we would get through this and um, all would be well in the world. And so I decided to keep the baby and all was not well in the world. We had some major transitions. We were actually living in Florida at the time. I realized that, you know, majority of my health with my family would be coming from uh, up here in the Washington region. So I told my mom, I said, I really need to move back home because living here in Florida, we, I don't have a support system at all. Right. So me and my mom, we packed up the car and moved back to Maryland um, and things really just start to fall apart at that at that point. Um, luckily, I was able to graduate from high school on time with my graduating class, which was like an amazing moment for me with my mom holding my daughter in the audience. It's just like amazing. Um, but things were changing. I did not have a job uh, because my mom and I had just gotten back to town. We really didn't have a place to live. So we were literally bouncing um, <clears throat> from one family member's house to the next. Um, we eventually found a house, and this is like the embarrassing part of the story. We, uh, we had found a house that, you know, someone was renting or whatnot. 
And so we moved in and everything felt like it was great. But it turned out uh, the guy who's renting us the house, um, he had the rights to do so. He didn't own the house. And so gradually things started to shut off. We didn't have, there was a point where we didn't have electricity. Um, There was a point in time where we didn't have running water. Um, Being able to use the bathroom without running water is kind of gross. Um, And so I was just really embarrassed by that. And some had eventually found some place for her to go. And there was no place for me to, because it's not just me anymore. It's just, it's me and my daughter. Right. and so during that period of time, for about three months, I was basically homeless. I had uh, I had no one to go to, bouncing around from here to there, whoever would have let me lie on their couch for the night or whatnot. Um, <clears throat> I was eventually able to build a part-time job at a local beauty supply store, so I felt that was good. I was happy with my $5.25 an hour. I felt like I was balling with that, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I knew that there just had to be something better out there. And after seven months of really, really trying mom thing out, um, my daughter was seven months old at the time. I really realized I cannot do this. This is, I'm not cut out for this, not. And so um, I had been attending a local church. Um, and so I had scheduled an appointment with uh, the local pastor there uh, to talk to her about adoption options. Um, And so I went to her office, we talked, we came up with a wonderful game plan of how we're going to transition me out of motherhood, I guess you would call it, um, and figure out what would be best for the baby. And I was fine with that decision. So I went back, um, caught the bus and went back to my friend's house staying um, at the time. And I was listening to the messages on the answering machine. And there was a message from my boss at the beauty supply store who uh, said, hey, you have to come in today, you know, with everything that's going on, just take the day off. And I'm like, what is going on? What's she talking about? And so I turned on the news. That's when I had discovered that we were under attack with a 9-11 terrorist attack. Oh, wow. And so I sat there just watching the news, just like in total all all that was happening. Um, for me, was my aha moment okay. where I realized, wow, maybe a couple of or a day or two later, wow, some people have lost their loved ones, their sons, their daughters, their mothers, their sisters, um, cousins, and I have this amazing life here. And I'm trying to give it away because it's hard. And so that was my aha moment where I, I, I'm going to go and I'm going to be the best mom that I could be. Um, and so every year, my daughter and I, who's now 19, we celebrate 9-11 as Mother's Day. Because for me, that was the day that I chose to be a mom. Right. Um, Moving forward, I decided to uh, move in with my aunt and uncle, which was a little stressful, but it was a solid place to live. And, you know, I had to swallow my pen. If I wanted to live under um, in their house, I had to live under their rules. But it was during that time that I was able to um, in a community college and start working on uh, my degree. I then met a, another young woman who said, hey, 
if you take two more courses and you study business, I can get you a summer internship with the federal government. And so I said, okay, I'll do that. And I did. In the summer, um, I became an intern with the Department of Housing and Urban Development. And I knew that, that was a temporary job, but me being the person that I am, I said, I am not going back to Sally's Beauty Supply, not going back to making $5.25 an hour. I'm just not. And so all summer long, I kissed butts. Yes, boss, do you need this? Anything, anything you wanted, I was there to give it to them. And so that summer, um, I was the only student that started to a full-time employee. And so I've That's been awesome. with that agency for the past 18 years. Yeah. So I was with that agency for 18 years. I actually just uh, transitioned to a new agency a couple of months ago. Uh, during that time, I just wanted to really show up and be a good mom. And so for me, patient was a big piece of that um, because I knew that you're not going to make a lot of money not having an education. And with today's society, having a high school diploma is not enough. I was able to reflect on my mom's education and she wasn't able to graduate, graduate from high school because of me. And so some of her career choices were limited. And so I definitely didn't want that for myself. So I um, enrolled in school and I stayed in school for 17 years, 17 whole years from start to finish. It took me 17 years to finish all of my education. Um, in that 17 time frame, 17 year time frame, I was able to earn a bachelor's degree and two master's degrees and a project management certification. Um, so to me, being a good mom was showing up for her and doing everything I do to lay a solid foundation and also be a role model to her versus saying that a celebrity needs to be her role model. She saw her mom work hard and putting in the work to give her the best life possible. I think that's so great. That's my story. <laughs> I think that's great. Just bringing up even how long you said that you were in school, because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how long you're in school because you walk away with that same diploma that someone that may have taken the traditional route. You get that same diploma, whether you're there four years, 10 years, 17 years, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you have the same education. So just the fact that you were able to hang in there and stick in there that long was just, just amazing. And I know you had mentioned that you went through some hardships and you felt were feeling embarrassed and you were homeless at one point in time and just seemed like you were at just some kind of crossroads. So while you were in those moments, what did you discover about yourself as you went through those times? What I discovered about myself was I was capable of doing hard things. Um, not knowing where you're going to uh, sleep at night, that's hard. But I knew that there had to be a life on the other side of that. Um, not being sure I had enough grocery monies to buy her formula or whatever, that was hard, but I kept to the plan that I have to do to meet my end goal. All right. Yeah, that's good. Because it is through those hard times that we often learn lessons. It builds our character. We find that strength that we don't know we had. I mean, we share the similar stories, but being the teen mom, I mean, our paths were kind of different, but we both started as teen moms and education was very important to me also. And it was like, if I knew if 
I could control anything. The one thing I could control was my outcome. And I wasn't going to let any system, any person, anything stand in my way. I was not going to be a statistic. And it was just education was the way that I knew that that would give me a certain level of freedom. I wouldn't be stuck in a job that I didn't want to do. I wouldn't be stuck anywhere. And it just gives you that freedom of opportunity just to be able to move freely and build and build. So that is wonderful. So how do you feel that these lessons has helped Absolutely. you? How do you feel these lessons have helped you as you've grown over the years in life, in business, as you're working now these past 19 years, those lessons that you went through early on, how do you feel that it's helped you and who you are today? I feel like it's made me more confident because if I didn't have those character building days back then, I don't think I would be as confident as I am today. I wouldn't be as willing to take the risks that I'm taking now. Um, I would be really dependent on others to show me my worth and my value because I did it myself. I know that what I'm capable of and what I can do, and I'm very confident in myself. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, as they say, character builds confidence. So, yes, that is very, very important. So, in the beginning, we were talking about you having your She Rises nonprofit. So, can you tell me about your nonprofit business that you're doing right now? Absolutely. So obviously, um, I have a passion and a sore spot for teen mothers. And so I decided to turn my negative situation and my sort of tainted past into something positive to something good. Now that I'm on the other side of life, I want to be able to pour into other young teen moms and show them that there's a positive and amazing life on the other side of teen pregnancy. So I created an organization called She Rises, and the purpose of She Rises is to provide support to teen mothers in the Washington, D.C., metro Baltimore region, um, and we do that through mentoring, counseling, education assistance, college and career planning, financial literacy, stress management, all of those things that it takes to be a mother in general, um, and some of that comes from the things that I did not have the opportunity to experience. I'd have someone that was mentoring me. I was not going to counseling. Um, no one really showed me the way of, okay, this is the path that you need to take to go to college. And this is how no one shows things. So it was sort of like my, my lessons learned in life. And I took all of those lessons learned and I said, I'm going to create an organization where if I can make the path easier, mom where they don't have to uh, experience some of the hiccups and struggles that I experienced, then let's do that. That's exactly what I did. I created an organization that could uh, local team mom. That's awesome. I just think that is just, it's such a great initiative to have. I mean, it's not enough of this out here. I mean, I think that like you said, that negative connotation around being a teen mom, being a teen parent, but it takes people creating organizations because no matter how much people don't want to talk about, I mean, teen pregnancy, teen parents, they exist. It happens. It still happens. And it's not that we're encouraging people to go out and become parents, but it's just recognizing that life does happen. And there are going to be teen parents as there were when we were younger. There are going to be teen parents now. And I just think it's important like to 
do something like that and give that support, especially for those that may not have that support at home and may not be able to rely on a support system around them. So I just think that that is really great that you're, you were able to build something like this. Another reason why I wanted to start this organization was because I, like I mentioned before, I'm a huge advocate for education and academics. And I feel like once you have, um, no one can take that away from you. But I was absolutely flabbergasted, like, wow, when I read a thing recently that said only 2%, 2% of teen mothers complete college by the age of 30. Wow. Percent. Like, oh my gosh, only 2%. What can I do to that number? And I realized by the grace of God, I am in that 2%. But yeah. that's not everyone else's story. You know, they may have started, but then there's issues that come up with, okay, well, I can't afford it, or I want to watch my kid, or I don't have a way to care, where it causes them to have to drop out or not finish or whatever. And so I said, I want to be a positive force in their life where I can help them remove all of the excuses or, you know, situations that would prevent them from going to school and actually finishing. And so my mission in life is to move that meter up. Yes. One day, the graduation rate for teen moms is like 98.999% or something like that. And I, I want to be the driving force in that. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I, mean, I, I knew it was low, but I had no idea that it was 2%. So yes, there are definitely a lot to be done and a lot of work to do and it's good when nonprofits pop up and we can start building community and connecting resources to help make this happen so what has been the most rewarding part of this journey so far with she rises and the nonprofit and all the most rewarding part for me right now is the private messages that I receive in my inbox on social media, where when I'm openly sharing my story or telling people about the organization, people just commenting on the back and saying, hey, I was a teen mom and I wish I had something like the organization that could have helped me along the way. So that sort of further fuels my purpose in life. Like, you know, we always jump into these things sometimes and we're wondering, should I have done this is the right move, but it sort of just gives me more fuel that yes, I'm walking in my purpose. I'm going in the right direction. It's, it's so amazing to be able to see that what I, what I'm doing, it matters and it can difference. Yeah, that makes a big difference. And you don't realize how many people have similar stories to yours until you start sharing your story. And I just feel that, like I said, when we start telling our stories, we just empower others to, start telling theirs and start making a difference in their community. Because a lot of times we think that we walk through so many things alone and that no one can relate to what we're going through, but all it takes is one person to share a story. The next thing you know, you have other people saying, oh my goodness, that happened to me. I experienced this. You see, you could basically read these stories like, wow, I lived that. So I just think that the more we tell our stories, the more we can empower 
women, the more we can empower other mothers to just get out here and just go after their dreams and goals and just live because it doesn't matter how you start. It's all about how you finish. I think that's great. Yeah, not only that, but um, it also helps us um, fight the stigma. Yes. Oh, you have to be hush hush about it. This is something that you don't talk about. We sort of take away that. Sh like, I no longer feel shameful about my story. Like, I tell anybody and everybody, this is what to me. I always find it funny where um, if me and my daughter are together, you know, of course, we're 17 years apart. So we, I'm a youthful looking girl. They yeah. think that she's my sister or something like that. When I introduce her as my daughter, they're like, oh, my gosh, you don't look like you could be old and have a 17 year old or 19 year old. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, but I look great. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can definitely relate to that. It's amazing how people's eyes turn when it's like, they're like, how old are your kids? I'm like, well, my oldest is 19 and their face kind of goes, hmm. Like they just can't believe it, but I mean, yeah, they give you that sideways. Yeah, look. and they want to say something that they don't know if they should say something. So I mean, I just find that always interesting, and I also find it like in those situations because I know I run into it a lot of times at work where you hear certain conversations happen where we're talking about just that stigma and that statistic and that just how people think it's such a negative thing, and you hear conversations happen, and then you're like, well, wait. I was a teen mom or you just throw it in there and it kind of just caught everyone's face just kind of stops and they're looking around like, oh, well, how did you get here? Like, you know, those, those are the thoughts that are going in the back of their mind. So I just think it's great to just continue like what you're doing with the nonprofit to help build up other teen moms so that they can get to this place to where they're sitting in the room shocking people like, yes, I was a teen mom, but look, I'm sitting here right next to you doing the same thing you're doing and just as successful. So that's great. not only sitting next to you and doing the same thing, but most likely I'm doing it even better. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> I knew I had to work, right. <laughs> I knew I had to work extra hard to get here. So I knew I had to extra yes. hard. Yes, doing everything in excellence. So yes, that is so true. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to a mom that may be listening right now who is struggling to find a way to pursue her dreams and goals while taking care of her family and her other responsibilities. I would tell her to do it afraid, to step out on faith because you're not going to have all the answers um, to how am I going to get there. I, I always say that I used to suffer from I don't know how syndrome where like some of my issues of perfectionism is that I will not step out and do something if I don't know that I can actually complete tasks. Um, and that sort of helped me back from starting profit. It should have been started years ago, but I was really, really afraid because I had the I don't know how syndrome. And so because I didn't know all of the answers, I really afraid to step out there. Um, so I would encourage any mother or any woman to step out there and do it afraid. Do it when you're scared. Do it when you're alone. It's okay. And that's what we have Google for. Google is your friend. You can find <laughs> anything that you want to know in life if you use Google. Yeah. Um, a lot of my business was me trying to figure it out was Googling things to death. 
And the answer is there. You just have to look for it. Yes. Thank, thank God for Google, because in the world of the internet, I mean, it's such a great thing <laughs> to have access to just like the world at your fingertips to where you can figure out how to do anything and make it happen. And that is just great advice to do it afraid because I'm a perfectionist just like you. So a lot of things that I'm doing now today have been like six years in the making because I would get stuck in that. I call it stuck in the planning process and just that perfection trap and just want yes. everything to look right and everything to line up. And I'm just one of those people that I need to know the outcome before I do it, but it's like, you're not gonna know the outcome if you don't do it. But I just like this whole spontaneity, all that has never been my thing, but I'm just glad that over this past year that I have been living by that, doing it afraid and just doing it and see what happens. Cause I mean, it does work out and you figure out the details later. So that is great advice. So for She Rises, do you guys accept, do you accept volunteers? How are you operating within the nonprofit right now? Well, um, for the listeners who don't know what a nonprofit is, uh, a nonprofit organization is just like any other company. Um, we do take money, we do make money, but it's just that all of the earnings that we bring in, we pour it back into the organization uh, traditional um, organizations, say a company such as Target. Target then takes the money that they've received and pay their they pay their employees or they have stock dividends and all those things like that. So with a nonprofit, we take all of the money and we pour it right back into the organization. Um, so we are really volunteer based. Um, you know, you sort of get the feel goods when you're volunteering and you're helping. Um, so that's the best way to have people come in and volunteer their time to have a specific skill set that um, I might not have that they can provide to the young women. For example, um, you might be like an expert in financial literacy where you work in the banking industry, the expert. So if you came in and volunteered and uh, agreed to teach a course on financial literacy, it would be amazing. Or if you have a passion for helping with academics, you could come in and as a tutor. Or if you just want to take on more of a big sister type, you could come in as a mentor as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So another way that you could support ISIS is by becoming a monthly sponsor. With like all nonprofits and charities, we are 100% uh, 100% donation based. So our operations solely runs because of the financial support that we receive from our supporters. Awesome. So do you have a donation link or is it on your website? What's the best way that someone can make a donation? Absolutely. Of course, you can always go to our website, she-rises.org, to make a or become a monthly sponsor. We're actually running a campaign right now, 2020 campaign, where we're just asking donors to get a $20 donation for 12 months in the year 2020, which will go a long way in supporting a local team mom. That's awesome. So do you have any exciting events or anything coming up soon? 
Yes. So I am super, super excited to uh, announce that we will be hosting a career development workshop. It's actually open to all teen girls, not just teen moms. Um, the age ages of 15 and 21. So if you live in the Washington, D.C. greater region, if even if you live in Florida, just take a bus. It'll be fine. Um, but the purpose of that workshop is to provide career development skills. There's going to be mock interviews, career planning, dress for success, how to write a resume and cover letter, the do's and don'ts of social media, because that really can impact you getting a job or even losing your job and just things like that to help young women get themselves together to prepare for the work life. Okay. And when is this event happening? This event will be on April 25th, 2020 from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. in Bowie, Maryland. That's awesome. We'll be sure to put those details and links in the show notes. And if someone wanted to get in contact with you to volunteer, to be a part of your event, or just to hear more about She Rises, where can they find you? Well, they could do a couple of things. They could first go to our website, which is www.she-rises.org. That's S-H-E rises r-i-s-e-s dot org or they could shoot us an email at info at she rises dot org you can also check us out on social media at she rises incorporated inc on facebook and she rises nonprofit instagram that is wonderful. So I thank you, Sharice, for taking the time to join me and share your story with my audience and also tell us about your great She Rises nonprofit. And I just can't wait to see all that is going to happen with this organization and everything that you have going on. I thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I'm excited about More Than a Mother. This is an amazing um, podcast. So I really feel honored that you uh, have me on your show. Oh, thank you so much. So it was just great talking to you. And we'll be sure to have you back in the future when you can tell us all the greatness that has become of your nonprofit and whatever other direction you decide to go in in the future. Thank you. Thank you. It was such an honor to interview Sharice today. Unfortunately, since the time that we recorded this episode and the global pandemic that we are currently facing, Sharice has had to put her workshop on hold and it will be rescheduled for a later date. However, I still encourage you to head over and check out She Rises Nonprofit and all the great things they are doing for young moms. Sharice's organization is truly about giving back to the community, and I look forward to all the greatness that will become of She Rises Incorporated. As always, you know I love to stay connected. Head over to lawanmoses.com so that you can become a part of such a great community. Things are going, things are moving. This train is just on full blast, and I want you to be a part of this journey every step of the way. Head over to lawanmoses.com and join my community. And don't forget 
to leave a review, a five-star rating, and share this episode on your social media to let everyone know of the greatness that you have found in the More Than a Mother podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to LawanMoses.com. I love for us to stay in touch. Make sure you leave your email address so I can send you inspiration, tips, and the latest updates. Or if you prefer, text the word more, that's M-O-R-E, to 302-440-4632. We have some great things coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, keep pressing because victory is yours.